0: Hello, lovely. It's Michelle here. Welcome to today's episode of your Business Boost podcast. Now, when I say the words public speaking, is it something that instills terror, in you. Because if it does, you are not unusual. So many of the incredible women in my world are very very happy to be doing their thing in a very confined control one to one way. And there are all sorts of business boosting tactics that I could talk to you about, but this is something that is guaranteed To expand your reach and expose you to people who have never heard of you before and establish your credibility and authority by stepping onto stages. And when I say stages, I don't necessarily mean like the real life stages. These could be virtual stages. It could be, yes, you standing up there with the Madonna headset and the clicker and the slides and the lectern and a thousand people seated in the auditorium. And that is usually the vision that people have when they think of public speaking. But I also want you to consider all of the other public speaking opportunities that could be available to you to boost your business. I know it's something that always has a really positive impact on my business when I go out and present to other people. And I want to introduce you to someone today who has made a business out of making this pain-free and so much easier than we make it out to be. Um, And she has some absolute nuggets of gold to share with you today. My guest is my business buddy, Jamie Abbott. She is an award-winning media professional and international keynote speaker. She spent two decades working as a radio and TV journalist, a political media advisor, and the managing director of her own public speaking and media training company. She's also the communications advisor for the Royal Australian Air Force, and she was an elected councillor in um, Port Stephens in New South Wales um, in their council for over four years up until last year. She has got some really a really incredible backstory, which she does um, touch on in our interview. But more importantly, she has the absolute gold to share with you because she has been there and done this she is we are getting the benefit of her learnings and she has so many tools and tricks to help us get our name out there into that world of professional speaking one thing that she makes absolutely clear is that there is an abundance of opportunities available for us if we have the confidence to go out and get them and she shares her tips on how to actually build that confidence within us. So um, you are going to get so much out of today's episode. I hope that you've got a notepad or the notes app on your phone open and ready to take notes. And as always, if there is any further information that you would like about today's episode, just go to the show notes on your podcast app, or you can go to michellebroadbent.com au forward slash podcast and everything about today's episode will be there so enjoy my chat with jamie abbott jamie thank you so much for joining me today on your business boost thanks for having me michelle
1: it's great to be here
0: i wanted to chat to you today because you have positioned yourself as the go-to woman for presentation skills. And like most people who are experts in their field, you didn't just wake up one day and become this person. Um, So (laughs) I would love to hear just a brief backstory on how you came to be where you are now with your business
1: yeah sure it's funny because I don't think yeah any child grows up saying I want to be a professional speaker (laughs) (laughs) when I grow up so yeah you you don't just uh, you kind of do end up like that but um, my journey so I was a journalist for many years in tv and radio and I saw so many people struggle as I was interviewing them struggle to get their message across they had amazing things to say but they couldn't just say it succinctly you know Um, they would waffle on too much and I thought one day I'm going to set up a company to teach these people how to master interviews and so then I did and then I went to Afghanistan I'm in the Air Force Reserves and I spent six months there where I set up the very first media training package and I saw so many different types of speakers in that role I trained over a hundred people one-on-one over the six months that I was there I had overconfident people underconfident people I used translators because they would speak the same language as me. And so, um, yeah, it was really great. And then I came back and then I run for politics. So I then have experienced being a spokesperson on stage myself, made lots of mistakes. So I was a federal candidate, a state candidate. I got elected to local council and I was on council for four and a half years in New South Wales, in Port Stevens, and uh, made lots of mistakes, Michelle. You know, I would sometimes master it. Sometimes I would not quite hit the mark. I wouldn't handle questions very well. The audience wasn't all always on my side. And mm-hmm. so every time I had a lesson learned, I would bottle it up and then I would teach other people how not to do those mistakes. And so I think it kind of gave me a great, I was in a great position having been a journalist, asking the questions, trying to trip people up um, as a tabloid journalist when I first started. Yes, making those mistakes and floundering and then trying to recover from that. And then, so I just set up the, the company about nine years ago as a public speaking coach and I've trained hundreds of people since then and then started getting paid to speak myself. And I shudder at the thought, but I would often speak for a couple of hundred dollars or I would often speak for free, which I think women do do a lot. We give away our knowledge for free. And then last year in December, I got asked to speak and I had no time in my diary. It was coming up to Christmas. We had the council elections and my partner was running this time. And I said to this client, it's going to be $30,000 if you want me to speak for a whole day. I knew it was just so much higher than I normally would charge. And it took forty five minutes, and they accepted thirty thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah, for one day, and there was a real line in the sand for me because I thought I'm never doing these gigs for cheap prices anymore. I've been undercharging for years, mm. and I've been telling my clients to undercharge. And so, yeah, it's been almost twelve months now, and I've ever since that moment, I created a course teaching other people how they can get paid to speak and it's a whole new world there are literally hundreds of paid speaking opportunities for any type of speaker and i didn't realize just how big uh, the opportunities were until now and uh, and that's where i am today yes i and i love
0: that you have like you're sharing from a place of Learning like you have experienced all of this stuff. It, like I said, you didn't just wake up one day and go, This is what I'm going to do. Because I do see people <laughs> and have done like over the years where I go, So you, it's like you've just literally woken up one morning and go, I'm going to do this for a living. You, yes, we, we, we get the benefit of your hard earned lessons really. And um, so thank you for being the one to share because I do I, I work with a lot of incredible women who I think could really boost their business by presenting. But so many of them have just avoid it like the plague. Like it, it, you know, it's that terrifying thing. I don't want to do it. Um, what do you see as as the biggest stumbling block when it comes to speaking and presenting and 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 what can we do to help people overcome that
1: yeah and look i totally get that because you, this might shock you to hear this but i had never done an instagram live until this year and the thought of it <laughs> as a really experienced public speaker the thought of it just made me go weak at the knees and it's purely a mindset thing because yeah. that is
0: fascinating so i mean you know let's back up the truck a bit and go you've <laughs> just been talking about your like time in af Gan, stand Like, I look at that and go, holy hell, that sounds like, that sounds terrifying to me. And yet, you're, and look, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people that struggle with Instagram stories, right? But the, I love, thank you for sharing that because that, that's that just like made you even more real. It's like, look, this is the woman who can go and like.
1: Yeah, I know, I've done, I've done live national <laughs> yes. TV interviews, yes. in politics, you know, yeah. I've, I've done. Huge um, public speaking gig spoken in front of 5,000 delegates in the World Public Relations Forum in Canada put me in front of an Instagram Live and I just, yeah, really got nervous. And so it is a mindset thing. And so it's a really recent example for me. And what I did was I just did it and I didn't announce it. I just did it and thought I'll just see what happens. And I think one or two people jumped on. Yeah. And after it was over, I just deleted it. I didn't I didn't post it. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that wasn't so bad. So you're never ready either. You, you're never mm. ready. And it's like people come to me and they want to get paid to speak because they've got these amazing stories and everyone yeah. has a story to share. Everyone mm. has a story which someone is happy to pay to hear you speak about, but they might think they're not polished enough or they're not confident enough. And so managing your nerves and fears, you can get over that through rehearsal and through just doing it, Yeah, putting yourself out there. And then every time you do it, you bottle up those lessons learned. So you think, oh, I didn't like how I had a lapel microphone or I didn't like the handheld mic. I wanted a lectin, I wanted a up. I didn't like how the audience was placed. I didn't like the lights being so bright. And so I know now what makes me comfortable. I love a clicker. I love a lectin, I love a handheld mic. I love lecture-style seating for my audience. And I'll command that if I get a chance. I'll say this is the setting I want. And so the more you do, the more you know what's going to fit best for you mm-hmm. and you are Never ready. You, you never will be ready. People say, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Well, when are you going to be ready? You know, you have to do it to get over that fear. And now I go live on Instagram almost every day. <laughs> um, but it was literally only six months ago when I was launching my first course in June that I um, had never gone live before and I did it for the first time. And um, yeah, I, I, I know what it feels like to have that fear very recently. And just doing it and then rehearsing. And also, if you can record yourself and play it back, you can be your best critic because you will look for things that no one else will see. And you can really think, okay, I'm talking too fast. I'm talking too slow. I need to inject some pauses here. And you will get better if you put yourself through that torture of playing yourself back.
0: Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't like the sound of their voice or uh, i mean there are you know oscar award winning actors and actresses that will refuse they they don't watch themselves back like they don't watch their movies because they don't like looking at themselves so i think it's that normalizing the fact that everyone feels like that um and it just it takes practice 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 so if we do get the opportunity to to speak and, and what would you say are like the key elements of a really engaging keynote?
1: Yeah. So engagement is definitely the key. So there's so many things you can do to make your story, your keynote, not boring. And it's about getting the audience on that journey with you. They won't always remember what you've said, but they will remember how you made them feel. You might've heard that before. And so there are little things you can do. And storytelling is definitely a key element of that people are 22 times more likely to remember a fact if it's wrapped around a story. And so there are different types of stories you can put into your keynotes. So you can have a connection story and I might share the fact that I've made mistakes in my, like I did the start of this interview with you. I, I yeah. talked about the fact that I made mistakes mm-hmm. and that's kind of a way of establishing connections. So if you can do that and the audience will be put in your shoes, they can really connect with you. Mm-hmm. Transformational stories, the before and afters, uh, you know, that's why the i was eighty thousand dollars in debt and now i'm got my first mortgage in 18 months those types of stories people love yep. um, vision and imagination so painting a picture of what you want people to see taking them on that journey facts statistics i was in a, a session the other day where i was an audience member and it was a mindfulness speaker mm-hmm. and she said 68 percent of australian women are burnt out And just by mentioning that statistic, I remember it. That's all I remember about her whole presentation. Uh, And it was, you know, because I related that to myself and I thought, wow, clearly I must be burnt out if 68% of us are. Uh, So just really taking them on that journey is going to be great. But also refining your message. Too often people have too many messages in their presentations. And so a couple of years ago, I used to say to people, oh, I'll have three to five messages, whether you're doing a 60 second or a 60 minute still that limit applied but nowadays i say one to three messages wow yeah in fact you want to just prioritize your one main message people will not remember anything more than that Right. Because our attention spans are short these days. If you're one of many speakers at a conference, you know what it's like? You get to the end of the day and you go, Oh, Michelle, what did she talk about? Can't remember. She was the first speaker. Yeah. You want to leave your audience with no doubt. And it might be a story you've told, or it might be one key alarming statistic that people remember, but really focus on that one call to action, that one message, and you can then be memorable.
0: Yeah. I love that's such great advice. Yes, because our our attention span has definitely shrunk I think um and yeah just that one to three and 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 then you know if you're talking for three hours it's like beefing up those those different messages as opposed to adding more (laughs) (laughs) to fill the time yeah that's great advice so can we talk about confidence because I always marvel at people who just seem really cool and calm right before they have to go on stage and really ooze like confidence and charisma when they present. Mm -hmm. And I know that this comes from practice, 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 practice. But if we are, you know, pretty new to this and we haven't got the years of runs on the board of, of, of practice and experience, what are some tips that you could give for like improving our confidence when it comes to speaking?
1: Yeah. And so I guess the, the, the back end of that is, you know, our nerves and fears and how we get over that. So we do just become this confident machine on stage. Yeah. And I guess um, it's a matter of really focusing on the purpose and why you're there. And so a lot of people have this fear of rejection that the audience is not going to like me. They're going to think this. They're going to think that. They're going to think. They're going to think. They're going to think. They're going to think. And I guess you need to focus on the people because not everyone's going to like you anyway. You know, people might not like your hair or your outfit or the way you come across or the things you're saying and you're not there for them. You're there for the majority of people in the audience who have come to be inspired, educated, motivated and you're there for a purpose and that is to, to share something with them. And it's really important to be focused on that and how you can present with purpose. And so I take people through a little um exercise where i think okay what is the aim of your presentation so what are you trying to get people to think feel or do and then when you've worked that out you get some real clarity on who your audience is so is it self-funded retirees is it business owners is it women is it young graduates whatever you determine whoever your audience is your message will be different for every one of those different stakeholders And then when you've worked that out, you can then determine your message and keep coming back to your message. If you are expecting questions, I always recommend you rehearse for the nastiest, trickiest left field questions that you don't want to have and have a response prepared for that. And that just gives you so much confidence because if you're prepared for the worst, when you do it in person, it's just easy. Yeah. And I find, and and I also think, what's the worst that can happen? I trip yeah. over, I lose yeah. my train of thought, and if that happens, you might want to have something up your sleeve. Like I've just lost my train of thought. I was going to say something. Then, if I come back to it, um, I'll, if I remember it, I'll come back to it. But for now, let's move on. Yeah. And that's your worst fear, and that's what would happen. You trip yeah. over, you make a joke about it, you forget your lines, you've got a little prompt. Anything that can go wrong, have a backup plan and have, you know, plan B ready for that and just focus on what you're there for. And the audience is also on your side. People forget this. The audience wants you to win. We've all been in the audience when someone has really struggled and just think how uncomfortable it makes you. So the audience wants you to present with purpose and be amazing they're not hoping you trip. I mean political political events are probably the <laughs> exception there but you know the rest of the time people aren't wanting you to trip up they, they want to get something out of it and it's also the what's in it for me factor so what can you deliver to your audience, they can walk away with it and adopt their own life or their own business or or whatever you're talking about. So it's, it's really about them, not you.
0: Yeah, I love that, you know, that's the nugget of gold there. It's not about you. You're there to help, you know, to, you know, hopefully give them some kind of transformation, some kind of insight that is going to benefit them um and and you know the tripping over the words or missing what you were going to say and the other thing that I often say to to women that I work with when they're freaking out about this stuff it's like no one knows what you were going to say so Mm. if you forget something if you you know if you skip over a whole chunk of your presentation, or if, you know, you've, you're getting a vibe from the audience that things aren't landing and you change in the moment, that's okay because they didn't know. It's not like you submitted your notes beforehand and went, this is what I'm talking about. And this is, you know, every single word of my speech. So, um, but it also humanizes you, stuff like that. You are, you know, it's like you're a human being. And I love what you said about the audience wanting the speaker to win they they you know we do unless we're yeah, like said, in some political situation which might be a little bit different
1: yes that's the exception <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely so um so in, ter- in terms of tools because I love I love like tools for our toolkit what are some of the like those essential tools as a, that we should have in our kit bag as a professional speaker
1: yeah, so a couple of low-hanging fruits there. So the first yes. one is, and this is such a simple thing, add the word speaker into your bio. So on yes. your Instagram profile, on your LinkedIn profile, just add the word speaker. Because if people don't know you're available as a speaker, how do they know that they can't book you? And it's just such an easy low hanging fruit, which can pay off. Then you can take it a little bit further. So on your website, make sure you have speaker. So, you know, michellebroadband.com forward slash speaker or .com.au forward slash speaker, have that. And then on your speaker page, have your topics, have the ability to download your speaker kit. And in your kit, It might be just a one sheet, but what I have is a four page and you get a template for this in my course as well, but it's a four page speaker bio, which people can just download. I also now have you have to enter your email if you want to download my speaker kit. And it's great for leads because prior to that, I had all these downloads and had no idea who was downloading it. Now they enter their email and I can follow up with them, which is really great marketing tip there. Um, But at the very least, you want to have a one sheet, you know, the one sheet PDF, which has who you are, a couple of dot points, even if you're a mama of a couple of boys, in my case, mama of two boys. I've got a public speaking coach, course creator, uh, all those different things. A bit about you, maybe where you've appeared. So other media you may have been in. Or if you haven't had any media, just put down clients you've worked with in their logos. Uh, And then your five main topics, three to five main topics that you do your keynote on. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can pad that out. You can talk about your keynote plus other things, your audio visual requirements, Um, testimonials as well if you've got a four-page one you could put that on there that's really really powerful and then from there I also encourage people because once you've got the gig so you've got your one sheet to try and put the bait out there to get on podcasts and get speaking gigs you then got your four-page bio which is you know who what when where why and how of who you are then when you've got the gig you want to send them a speaker kit which is like a six-page version I I give you a template for this as well in my course, but it's got a lot more about it. So that's when, you know, delegates can have a copy of that. So it's a bit more information about you. So I definitely recommend having that. But the one sheet is enough just to to put it out there to be able to pitch yourself. And there's so many strategies you can do to get paid speaking gigs as well. And, And I'm happy to go into detail on how to do that. Um, But just at the very least, Google searching, I get into a habit of doing a Google search where I might type in call for speakers wanted or speakers apply here. And you can even play around with that. So you could talk about about leadership speakers wanted, Sydney, 2023, uh, Mm -hmm. call for speakers mindset or anything that you're specializing in. Just do a search on Google and it's amazing the paid opportunities that will come up. And also hashtag searches, I'll often just make it a habit even once a fortnight, once a month, I'll go through and do a hashtag search, call for speakers, call for leadership speakers, call for public speaking speakers, all these different types of search um, terms you can put in there and you'll be actually amazed at what comes up, both paid and unpaid amazing opportunities from, from doing those searches.
0: That's such great advice because I do see a lot or or people will say to me, "Oh, you know, and there was this conference and I didn't even know it was on and I didn't know they were co- I would have, you know, so they had so and so speaking there. I don't know why they had. I could have spoken on that and I was like, "Yeah, but you didn't." And it's because they were not aware of it. And that's a great task to Jamie, if anyone's got like support in their business for like, you know, for a VA or admin person could do that research as just like a recurring task in the business. You know, okay, search on these key hashtags and make a list and you know you know this is the criteria that I want and feed it back to me you know once a week or once a fortnight or or what have you but I think it's just that awareness because there is so much going on everywhere mm. and I think you know this is the brilliance of working online as well is that there are events that are that are run you know in different countries but they're online so you can still be a paid speaker in those environments as well so that's really great so doing those reach outs very very important having our bio sorted and our speaker's kit ready to roll because i think that makes it easier too when we're actually reaching out to someone and they come back and go you know great tell us more or whatever and 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 it's like you're not in inventing something on the fly you've got it just makes you look really professional doesn't it so if if speaking on stages is is a goal for us um next year where would you recommend that someone starts just in terms of making it manageable
1: yeah, look, hit everything up. So I also yeah. um I definitely think speaker bureaus have a place. And in my course, I actually encourage people to go onto speaker bureaus. So for those who aren't aware, speaker bureau is kind of like an agent, but you're not necessarily exclusive to them either. And mm. so there's I, I give you a list of 16 different ones, but you can actually go there and there's like a menu of speakers that I've got lots of people who've gone through my course. They're now on these speaker bureaus, and a client can come along and do a search on motivational speakers, leadership speakers and your name will pop up. Yeah, sure. They take a bit of a, a large commission, sometimes up to 35%. Mm. If you're getting $10,000 gigs, you know, you might be happy with that because you wouldn't otherwise get that. So I definitely yeah. recommend uh, speaker bureaus, but they do want a bit of a showreel as well. It's like chicken and the egg here. So yes. many things to have lined up. You want to mm. have some sort of video of you speaking they want to see you in action. Yeah. So you want to start building that up. Like a little showreel doesn't have to be anything super professional. You would then put this onto your website and you'd also, Sent it to the speaker bureaus. I would do the hashtag search and actually wouldn't even turn your nose up to non paid gigs. I do take you through in my course what to ask for if you do do one for free, because in many cases I have done free gigs and I've walked away with twenty, thirty thousand dollars in sales for courses or membership or you know people signing up one on one, all those types of things. So it's not necessarily something you should perhaps you know not look at because
0: especially when you're starting out, I think yeah,
1: yeah, and you get an opportunity to yeah. pitch as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so you know it might have been a five hundred dollar gig, a thousand dollar gig, because each time you do them. You're then getting more social proof. So you get to screenshot, you get promoted, but you, you want to have a fine line. I, I wouldn't do anything for free if I don't get the opportunity to pitch or get a copy of the delegates who are going to be there. So I can then follow that up through LinkedIn. You, you want to make it worth your while. And then you can also use snippets of you speaking at, say, a virtual summit or something. And that just then leads to more and more work. I would do a scan of all the different types of conferences in your industry coming up in your capital city or look at other capital cities and start pitching to them because those corporate clients will pay. You can't pitch if you get paid. That's what I say. It's really yes. bad manners yeah. if you're pitching yourself. Yeah. I mean, people do. Some, some organizers, actually, one of my clients, she um, she spoke last week and she was able to pitch and she got paid $1,200 for an online summit. Uh-huh. And that's that's great. Uh, But generally speaking, if you're getting paid, you can't pitch, but it's amazing. People in the audience will then start following up with you. And it just, it's like this snowball effect. Someone will see you and recommend you to someone else. And it just gets more and more and more. I'm getting a couple of gigs a week now. And, you know, I'll get off the stage and then the client will say, do you know anyone else that can speak? I'm like, well, what's your topic area? And they'll say, we just want someone who's inspiring. Anyone who's got a, a motivational story to share. Our budget's $10,000 for 45 minutes. And governments are also a great one. So state governments, they are happy to invest in speakers that are going to inspire their people and boost morale and, in, you know, agile training, productivity, leadership training. Governments are happy to pay. In fact, um, someone who did my course in June, she followed everything I told her. And the next week, she got a $5,000 gig online with Queensland Health to speak for 45 minutes. And she was in the leadership space. Um, so you can just kind of uh, when you you ask me one thing, you can just kind of attack it from yeah, all yeah, angles, yeah. <laughs> go all out. I also recommend having your personal Facebook, even if it's locked down, have it searchable. So when you're contributing to groups, such as there's a really great one for women, like-minded bitches who drink wine. Yeah. Are you in that yes. group?
0: Yeah, I am. Yes, yeah. but so I have um, it I, you know I have it muted because it's a very very like it's a very noisy group. But yeah. you know then I can just go in and check it. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I see, I know what you mean, but there's been yes. some great opportunities that have come from me, for me from that. And yeah. it's a matter of just being helpful. So someone yes. may say, i got any advice on this. And then I might just share a blog that I've written. Because you know, you obviously can't pitch, you get kicked out of those groups if you're trying to sell, but I might yeah. share a blog or a helpful piece of advice. And then people will click on my profile. My personal profile has in my bio, public speaking coach, download. You might put your lead magnet there or your website. So it's making your Facebook personal profile just viewable, like visible in what you do. And you, put, you should put your lead magnet in there as well. So when people do go and check you out, and they will, if you're constantly adding value and, and yeah. helping out people in these groups, I've had quite a few speaking opportunities from that. Um, just from adding value for free in different communities.
0: That's really good advice because yeah, most people, obviously, you wouldn't think of that as a business only. Like, I mean, I don't, I never use my personal, keep my Facebook feed up to date or anything like that. I barely go on it, but it's like, um, yeah, I would never have thought to do that, but it's really, really good advice because that's what, that's who you are in those business groups. So yes, instead of the photo of you drinking a cocktail or there with your kids or whatever. It's like maybe there's a photo of you on the stage with a microphone in your hand looking fresh. That's awesome. That's such great. uh, They're great tips. They're really, really good tips. So you have shared some utter gold with us today, Jamie. I really, really appreciate everything that you've shared. I always ask my guests though, before we wrap up um, to leave our listeners with a recommendation, something they've read, watched, listened to, eaten, experienced, that's going to boost our listeners' lives, what is your recommendation?
1: Two things. Okay. So I used to scuba dive before I had kids, and I scuba dived in Guam, in you know, Guam, um, and I scuba dived in a place called the Blue Hole. I think it was called the Blue Hole, and it was like 40 metres down, the most beautiful scuba diving. Highly recommend that. And I used to, I probably done about 400 dives and it was the best dive I've ever done. Wow. And. Uh, also, as far as experiences, I had the opportunity to go hot air ballooning in Turkey in Cappadocia. Cappadocia, have you heard of that?
0: No, I've never. <sighs> I've not been to Turkey.
1: Oh, yeah. So it's a, a place in Turkey and all these hot air balloons, like hundreds of them.
0: Oh, wow. there
1: at four in the morning or something and you go up and it was just literally everywhere you looked. It was, it was kind of desert-like. It was just hot air balloons everywhere. And it was just the most surreal experience that stands out to me. And I've traveled; I've traveled fairly extensively around the world, and that was definitely a highlight, I would say.
0: Thank you for those. That is like perfectly timed because I feel like everyone's like busting out their passport and actually going and traveling now. And you know, as this episode goes to air, we're approaching the the Christmas holiday season as well. So they're just some, that's some gr- beautiful travel inspo. So. Thank you for those. Are you have you scuba dived since you've had the kids, or is that all pre kid? No, I haven't. I
1: haven't scuba dived yeah. since I've had the kids at all. And it was only when like, I knew this question was coming up, I thought yeah. that's actually one of my. I used to scuba dive all the time. Yeah. Um, and haven't done it since. And my my eldest is about to turn four next week, so maybe wow. maybe it's a good reminder that I should get back. Yes, into put it back. <laughs> yeah, put it back because it's funny
0: the things that we do like they kind of slip off the radar as we you know different stage of life and everything and also right now your your little ones are they're so they need you you know they, they you know they really really need you whereas yeah once they get a little bigger you can like ah oh, going away to uh, do a bit of a scuba diving trip and i'll see you in a week yes <laughs> i should do that this weekend <laughs> There's plenty of places around your part of the world where you could do that too. Yes, Port yeah. Stephens, Port absolutely. Stephens. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. You,
1: can go, you can go diving with the gray nurse sharks here actually. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. That's a good way to get back in, it. <laughs> yeah.
0: straight in with the sharks. <laughs> uh, well, th- Jamie, thank you so much for today. You have been absolutely brilliant. Where can our listeners get more of you in their lives?
1: Yes. Well, the doors are opening for my next Paid to Speak course uh, on the 8th of November. And if you awesome. join the wait list, you actually get, you, you sign up the same price, you actually get a one-on-one session with me. So you can go to speak.com.au. Yeah, I've got 250 people on the wait list, Michelle. So I feel... <laughs>
0: amazing jamie that's so fantastic oh thank you yeah this is i mean you know what you speak about and what you share you know it's like you i just want to bottle it up like and and you know you know sell it in bottles and that's what you're doing but then the fact that people get that one-on-one with you as a bonus is awesome so that's just for people on the wait list so so if if you you are listening to this in the week that the podcast goes out so that's only until the 7th. Is that right? Just so the door is
1: open on the 8th, but yeah, well, okay. if you come from the waitlist, you'll get an invitation to join from the 5th. So Saturday the 5th, which is 72 hours before everyone else. And then yep, you've yep. got yeah three days to sign up and get take advantage of that bonus. And you've got six months to use it. So yep. the course is kind of a hybrid in the fact that you get about 60 videos, all the templates, speakers agreements, everything you need. Plus yep. you get a group coaching session with me four weeks in, and then you've got six months to use the one-on-one. So um, yeah paid to speak.com.au is how you can sign up to the wait list or you can just go to jamieabbott.com or jo- .com.au. all roads will lead to me
0: all roads will lead to you I will put all those links in the show notes but yes I mean you you are you absolutely know your stuff and um, I've seen you in action and you're brilliant and you have been brilliant today so thank you so much Jamie.
1: Thank you, Michelle. Likewise, I feel the same way about you. So thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: My pleasure. I'll talk
1: to you soon.